welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. So welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 14. 15. 15. Oh, tw- do you know what? I've turned into a local, fa- not a local, a, uh, a another famous uh, nutritionist who tended to get a lot of his episode numbers wrong. <laughs> oh, no. You should so just he, let he me a- say, because I know where we're up to. So I know. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was so awesome that I'd get it right, but uh, hasn't worked. So, um, shredded Ed. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. Bit of a bit of a, a bit of a sniffle at the moment, but uh, I'm getting through oh. it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not dying. So we're all good. <laughs> well, dosing up in vitamin C. Yeah, yeah. I had, had all the vitamin C. Uh, being being an uber nutritionist, at least you know exactly what you need to take to make sure that you can get back to to full health. Yeah, because we all practice exactly what we preach and do exactly what we tell clients to do. <laughs> I send some sarcasm, dear. <laughs> Does Stella have vitamin C in it? <laughs> got a, well, it's got some sort of minerals or something, I'm sure. Yeah, no. Um, I, it, it never fully kicked off. It's one of those annoying ones that I've had for, it's probably second week now, and it never fully, fully blossomed. It just kind of like lingered in the back of my throat, so, uh, which makes fun for when playing sports and it's, yeah, just there that's, as you're running. <laughs> that that's why uh, that's why hasn't um hasn't gone hasn't blossomed. It's obviously just hanging around. It's just kind of creeping around. You needed to get it full out so you can get it gone. No, I know. It, I think it's on its way out now. So it's it get it's getting to the claggy stage. So uh, yeah. Well, I'll pray for you. Make sure that you don't because like, obviously man flu or anything like that is obviously a very dangerous uh, disease or or whatever you want to call it condition to have. <laughs> oh, I need to make sure I get rid of it before a couple of weeks before I meet up with everybody. So uh, I don't want to yeah, give it to anybody. Bloody right! No, I don't. Well, you might be getting it. You're sharing. You're, actually, no, you're sharing a room with me, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Actually, you might be getting it, sharing a room with like Morgan or Paul. But... No, those two together, aren't they? They can be their own little incubation tent. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. So, for people that don't know, we're talking about there's a uh, fat loss conference going on in Loughborough, for, uh, held by Matt Nutrition. So. Um, I don't know if the tickets are still on sale, actually. I don't know if they were. Yeah. If they are still on sale, then go shout it out. So they've got a couple of really good guests, one uh, or guest speakers, one being Spencer Nadolsky. So, He's a doctor, like a legit doctor. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Really looking forward to that. And obviously meeting up with you guys for burgers and stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Room sharing, showers. Not shower sharing, you're going too far now. Damn it. <laughs> That's what we used to do with Matt and Johnny. <laughs> uh, well, oh, God. Uh, I think that's probably something to off the podcast rather than on it. <laughs> Anything else new happening then? Uh, no, dieting, lost about a kilo. That's fine. And it was a bit slow to start off with, um, so just going through like a little... I said, I think last week that I realised I was far too heavy for playing hockey this year. Um, so I was trying to lose a few kilos. I've lost kilo since last week. So um, kilo in a week, it's not bad. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Cool. Cool. You, anything happening in Brizzle's life? Um, what is happening in the life of Brizzle? Uh, no, not not huge amounts, other than becoming obviously a sponsored athlete. That's quite cool. Tell us more. So, <laughs> are you working no, for Optimum Nutrition or are you, yeah, you yeah, USN's yeah, new headline athlete? <laughs> no, I, I basically I've been employed as an ambassador for a better type of protein supplement, so cheese. Nice. That's I thought it'd be, of, something, yeah. it'd, say it'd be something you like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, just uh, an ambassador for a company called uh, Eat Lean Cheese. You will have seen their cheese in Tesco's. They're also sold on Muscle Food. Um, I believe also in Waitrose. Uh, and they've become quite big in Spain, I understand, as well. So uh, I, just something that I've kind of used for a while and really genuinely believe in. Like, I, don't, I certainly don't, like, you know, it's like you sign up for these things. People are offering you stuff all the time, free stuff. And it's like, nah, you know, not really necessarily interested in it. But it was something that actually I thought was a really good cause because of all, 
all the protein cheeses or even a lot of protein products, which is obviously a nice little tangent, uh, not, not, not sorry, nice little segue, sorry, about what we're going to talk about today. But for all the protein products that I've kind of tried, there are a lot of dire ones out there and certainly cheeses. Whereas this is probably the only protein cheese I've found which actually still tastes like a cheese. Now, I'm not saying it's like a full fat, lovely, like, you know, block of Rockford or whatever Four type of cheese. Four-year-old vintage mature cheddar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest and say it's not going to be able to kind of replace that. But I genuinely believe it's a really good swap for kind of like a, a normal cheese that people have because it still has a really nice taste. But the macros are insane. They're literally better than whey protein. So for like 100 grains, 100, uh, 100, uh, I think it's 100 grams. I think 100 grams of the cheese is something like 37 grams of protein for like, I don't know, uh, 120 calories or something. It's basically crazy. fat, carb free. It's pretty much all protein. That very low fat, like almost carb free. And it's just, yeah, it's, the, the macros are literally better than whey. So basically, instead of get, well, I, I'm now this crazy dude getting out of the gym. Instead of going into the uh, changing rooms, getting my shake out of my locker, I'm just eating a block of cheese. Did I see you with a stick of cheese? They do like a cheese string style yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, a little block. How much protein is in one of those? So that's about 50, no, I think it's, um, no, not 50 grams, 50 calories, and it's 11 grams of protein. So that's like, so, it's just a bit bigger than a cheese string, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's a little block rather than, it's not as long as a cheese string. Yeah, um, it's a bit wider though, isn't it? A bit, thick, a bit wider, yeah. So like, like I said, I think the post I put on that was uh, just topped up the protein from a protein bar, because we were just talking about before, obviously recorded, that why don't protein bars have more protein in them? Now this one specifically had like 18 grams. That's not enough. So a little block of cheese with it, boom, sorted. So uh, yeah. or just eat three block, three three of those little sticks and you're sorted. So yeah, nice, nice. I think the bigger the company gets as well, the cheaper it will be, and it will be replacing Cathedral City, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Well, I'm hoping at least I can get some sort of discount codes or something that I can share with you guys and all the listeners just to try and save them a little bit of cash. Because, like I say, genuinely, I do think it's a, a really good product. And obviously, ideal way to get more protein in your diet. So yeah, for sure, especially um, vegetarians who eat dairy. Um, mm. Massive, yeah, massive. Uh, yeah, huge. So, but yeah, not not. I'm trying to think what else has really gone on. Not a huge amount this week, really. Else, so a little um, one okay. couple of clients. Yeah, yeah. Summer's summer's awesome. She's now well over two months, nine weeks. Nice. Um, so she's giggling and laughing and starting to do loads of stuff now, which is quite crazy, really. Like, it's weird how kind of grow up and get their own little personalities even at nine weeks so yeah and yeah. I've, been, I've been making sure i get my neat or making sure she gets some neat with me so we've been doing water babies i've been taking her swimming i did see that so photo really it was cool. yeah. it was unbelievably cute i've got to admit it, yeah that's just me not even just her is it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool it's really cool um so yeah that's no, been really good Got a couple of clients so shout out to steve who has had an incredible start to coaching um so he's now lost six seven pounds in two and a bit weeks now um so it's a nice little start and to be honest it's not he he isn't a particularly large guy to start with in terms of having a huge amount of excess weight so that is quite a good little start so i just want to shout out guys had a really couple of um busy weeks as well in terms of loads of different job interviews and he's got a new job um some other stuff to kind of navigate so it's been just like a really cracking start so i just want to give him a shout out so um because i know he'll be listening um yeah that's, that's kind of it, really, I suppose. Awesome. A few other little things. but So, um, we'll crack on for the content, shall we? Because obviously people don't want to listen to us banter anymore, although the reviews we might say otherwise. So maybe <laughs> I'm jumping ahead of myself. Um, but today, uh, what do we want to talk about? So, I reckon, well, I mean, we're talking about cheese just and how high protein it was. Maybe we should talk about protein and how it can be beneficial towards your dieting and how basically by increasing your protein intake, you could essentially make dieting a lot easier for yourself. Cool. Now, hopefully be, um, we'll get some um, actual, as usual, I was trying to get some applicable stuff in there, some actual applicable content as well. So, we'll, uh, yeah, so why is protein almost seen as like the golden macronutrient then. So why is it so important specifically for, for helping us lose weight? Have you ever eaten steak? Yes. Well, that's why it's the most important macro. <laughs> <laughs> Just because steak's so good? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so basically, I think with 
carbs you can live with or without them although they are essential for a happy life <laughs> um protein Absolutely. Uh, sorry fats if you don't have any fat in your diet for a long period of time you will eventually die um or be very very messed up um protein again if you do not have protein in your diet of you know if you go on a zero protein diet which would be pretty hard um you will eventually die because of the amount of added benefits it has to pretty much everything that goes on in the body really doesn't it it mm. um, well we know, we know that proteins contained in pretty much every cell or every cell in the body is used in like a huge amount of bodily processes yeah and it uh, makes up dna and everything and that's in every cell so yeah exactly so so yeah i mean obviously it is really important we do have uh, a cool mechanism where we can turn over existing protein can't we so like you say you can do about it for a little while um but yeah if you want to thrive and be you know, have optimum health then eating a good amount of protein is definitely a good idea yeah so. uh, with um saying about like you know if you don't have any carbs then fats can be turned into energy so we can fuel the body uh whereas protein is the only macronutrient with nitrogen in it and uh, nitrogen is that's the kind of the thing that helps with a lot of these processes in the body um anything from kind of you know like hair quality so ladies if you want nice hair nice nails then eat your protein <laughs> um yeah mm. and down to the fact that you know it, it helps with building muscle it helps with retaining muscle um which is obviously something that we kind of want to do when we are dieting um, yeah, and, and you can't get those properties from eating loads of carbs or loads of fats. They only come from eating protein. Mm -hmm. No, that's a fair point because, like you say, like you can adapt to eating fats, or sorry, or you can adapt to produce energy from ketones, which is obviously when you you pretty much go on a zero carb diet for an amount of time, your body starts producing ketones instead, which obviously you can use for energy. Um, so you can definitely survive out carbs, although like for performance, we've said on other podcasts, you, you don't want to be not eating carbohydrates if you're looking for performance um, or to enjoy life. Let's be honest, like all these guys and girls that keep saying keto is awesome. It's not worth it just for the fact that how much butter and cream. All right, bacon's brilliant, but how much, <laughs> like how much bacon you're can not, you really? You're not, you're not selling it. <laughs> no, well, yeah, you're right. No, <laughs> there is only so much bloody cheese and bacon and other stuff you can eat. And obviously, um, yeah, it, keto diet's just very difficult to adhere to just because they do cut out so much or so many foods. They're just very difficult to then be able to have any sort of lifestyle, um, in my opinion, anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, like like we say, touching on the things like, so why does it help us with dieting? So you mentioned a couple there, but we'll just go through a few things now, should we, to say, well, like, why is it so important to help us in terms of losing weight? And um we have said it before, but one of the biggest things really is around the satiety element and the fact that it has been shown in research and study after study that um, eating a higher protein diet does stop people eating more calories in an ab libitum diet. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, I suppose you could look at it as, have you ever had a mixed grill and still been hungry afterwards? Like think of all the protein that you're eating in that mixed grill. Uh, I think that's an example I've used before, but um, it's so true though. Like, yeah, um, even with somebody with an appetite like yourself, I bet you couldn't finish a mixed grill and go, you know what? I really fancy another mixed grill. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's true. Yeah. Like if you, I mean, I think a lot of people just breakfast and lunch, like they don't really consider protein too much and they don't really have much of it. Um, so by kind of adding it, and we're not talking, you know, having steak and eggs for breakfast, but just something as simple as like uh, that farge yogurt or, you know, any kind of like Greek yogurt or um, cottage cheese type things. Uh, again, we've, we've kind of talked about different breakfast alternatives to increase your protein intake, but just by adding that in, that might help you go from, instead of being hungry at 11 o'clock, that might help you go till 12 o'clock until it's actually lunchtime. And that might stop mm. you snacking at 11 o'clock um, and reaching for whatever it is you snack on mid-morning. Um, so surely by just adding that little extra to your breakfast and reducing that kind of snack, that, that could help loads. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess that's the whole point is it then essentially saves calories uh, in terms of you not eating extra, i.e., like you say, not snacking at 11 o'clock. And obviously that's the whole point of uh, calorie deficit for weight loss. So 
eating protein for me is like one of the first kind of big changes you can make to a lot of people's diet. So almost that low hanging fruit, then being able to say, well, we'll just increase your protein intake and just um, by its nature of being a bit more filling, you just eat less. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it, like kind of a really good way of doing that is making sure you've got protein on your plate first and then mm. padding out the rest of your meal with whatever it may be. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of a good way of, of looking at things. Instead of going, oh, I really fancy chips tonight. Why, what can I have with chips? Uh, like Instead of maybe doing it that way, you could maybe go, right, okay, I really fancy chicken tonight, so what can I have with my chicken? And then making sure you've got enough chicken. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. And that's, that's like an exceptional um, tool or, or approach to have, when you, especially when you're doing things like buffets. Yeah. So if you're going to the buff, if you're going to the buffet car, or you're going to you know like a hotel um, breakfast, say like someone like myself who obviously works in the corporate sector, um, often staying away, hotel breakfast can be a nightmare because you go there and you've got literally the choice of so many stuff. Help like pile your plate full. One of the best things you can do is just like go for the lean proteins first, and maybe breakfast isn't the best idea for that. But just an example, go for the bacon. Just try and trim off all the fat leave the sausages, bit of scrambled egg, and then just pile the rest of your plate with veggies. So you focus on your protein bits first, um, make sure you've got that in, and then go on to the low-calorie veggies like your mushrooms, your tomatoes, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And to be honest, you, that's, that's, that kind of technique or that thing has saved me time and time again when I've had to stay away from work or, you know, or, or any other like, type of buffet scenario, really, because it just meant I was just dramatically reduced the amount of calories I might have eaten had I just gone in willy-nilly just eating whatever i think i want to pile on my plate you know like the sausages and the fried eggs and everything else yeah for sure yeah i think obviously each buffet presents a different challenge and stuff but that's could be a whole different uh podcast topic how to sure. eat at buffets and not become obese when you walk out um like it just they are crazy um but no you i you, always fail i literally yeah yeah <laughs> it's always buffet one ed nil <laughs> um <laughs> but i think we're all the same and we joke but you know it just shows we are human um, <laughs> um yeah, definitely. but uh yeah I, so it kind of i think some people some people just generally don't like the taste of meat and things like that so they're not necessarily mm. vegetarian but they they don't they just don't enjoy it like i know i've got a few yeah. clients who i'll be looking on their their sheets and I always so as kind of like how I work with quite a lot of clients actually is I'll set a calorie goal and then I'll set a protein target um for them to kind of aim for and uh I'll see one week their protein will be super low so they'll be normally eating like maybe around 100 grams of protein a day um which is essentially three to four protein servings a day so when I say a protein serving a chicken breast would be a protein serving um, so that could be you know breakfast lunch dinner and then maybe a snack or something like that so so it's quite easy to attain um, and and then one day maybe or one week should I say it'd be down to like 30 or 40 grams and I do notice this more with women than with men um, and I just be like oh but how come your protein so low and they're just like oh just didn't fancy eating meat this week um so i do find that's quite a big thing for a lot of people i say especially i find that in women a lot more than men uh, yeah definitely my my sister's a really good example of that she's just not really one for eating a lot of meat like yeah. she can't stand chicken on the bone she couldn't touch it um so I, don't, I think she's not really like a huge massive red meat fan and doesn't eat fish so i guess yeah she would fall exactly into that category yeah so what would you suggest maybe to somebody then how to increase their protein intake that maybe doesn't particularly care for meat so much yeah well i mean there's plenty of veggie sources um you know eat lean cheese prime example another shout but then i mean it's easy you could just sup up with shakes so whey is a good sample but obviously if you're looking kind of more from the, the a meal perspective um things like greek yogurt like you've already mentioned that really good way to bump up a lot of meals um I suppose a lot of people would feel that probably fits in more for kind of a breakfast or a snack territory than, than maybe lunch or dinner. But I've been known to have it at lunch or dinner. So I don't really have any barriers to, to times of day. Um, tofu, obviously, is another good source. Corn is probably one of the best. Like I've used corn quite a lot of, of late in a lot of recipes and meals I've done because I'm just trying to make a bit more of an active um decision to vary up my protein sources a little bit but also just you know eat a bit less animal meat because i do eat a lot of it yeah. um i suppose it's good for the environment so corn's brilliant because it's made, it's made of microprotein 
for those that don't know, which is basically a fungus, but it's incredibly high protein, really sustainable. It's got a full amino acid profile, which is one of the biggest problems with vegetarian and vegans that, um, you know, a lot of the qualities of the protein source they're getting aren't uh, the best because each you know, protein is made of 20 amino acids, I understand. Um, God, that's bringing back to some early lectures, isn't it? <laughs> that is. Um, and obviously, not not all uh, not all of obviously the, the the protein sources have like a full profile of all of these different strands of amino acids. So obviously, it is quite important that you, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, to make sure that you're varying it to get a good blend of them. Um, now, yeah, I, I guess like corn is is something that does have a full amino acid profile, so that's a really high quality. Um, protein source, which I think is probably one of the best ones to go with if you do kind of not, or one of these people that don't really fancy meat. Yeah, yeah, I suppose the kind of the taste of that might be a bit like mince for some people though, so if it's like the texture and the taste in their mouth, I suppose that might be kind of similar. Um, I just got up here a little, so this is a post that I have in one of my groups of just how to increase your protein intake, um, and my veggie, kind of my veggie and vegan sources was uh, tofi, uh, tofi, tofu, um, soya, <laughs> soya pea hemp proteins so you can actually get vegetarian uh um, and vegan protein powders they taste they don't mm. taste what they the flavors they say uh i've got a girl who works for me and um uh, one way we got her to increase the protein intake was to have like a smoothie shake type thing for breakfast and she yeah. she had a oh god what flavor was it supposed to be it was supposed to be banana flavor no it was supposed to be chocolate flavor, and it tasted like banana. <laughs> it was it was way off, but it wasn't. It didn't taste bad. It tasted a little bit dry actually, but it wasn't terrible. I think ah, uh, what's the flavor now? Sun Warrior, I think, is supposed to be up oh, there yeah, with the yeah. best vegan yeah, and veggie gets, proteins. Yeah, um, that always gets shouted about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have got those. That's that's, uh, that's pea, isn't it? That's pea protein. I think the Sun Warrior one is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got almond milk, soya milk, nut butters. Just be aware of the fat content with those, though. Uh, quinoa, lentils. Is uh, almond milk and soya milk high in protein? Um, not terrible. They're like kind of similar to milk, I think, without checking. Let me check after yeah. this, yeah. Um, soya milk is, because obviously okay. you get soya protein. It's like milk, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Various beans, so things like baked beans, they're quite high in protein. Yeah, and just, all the others. Uh, just, yeah. just, just, just a slight side tangent because we love a side tangent. Now, one of my things is when people say like certain foods are certain macros. So, like almost on this, the the top of what we're now saying, like beans being high in protein. Now, I don't really consider them high in protein. There is protein in them, but I would say they're obviously a carbohydrate source. Yeah, um, primarily. In the same way, cheese is not really a protein source. It's predominantly fat. Same with eggs. Everyone says eggs really good protein source. Now it is. Um, but the predominant amount of calories in an egg is comes from fat. So you've got to say it's a fat source really than a protein source, right? Yeah, there's just, there's just. Um, I mean, you have four eggs, that pretty much gets you somewhere near your protein target for the day. Yeah, it's just that you obviously then have a good amount of fat yeah, to come with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would still be saying it's not like eggs aren't a protein source in my opinion. I mean, they, they are by, by the fact they have a reasonable amount of protein in them, but when you're calling foods like a single macronutrient, um, which maybe that is the problem you shouldn't be, but people do, don't they? It's like, oh, yeah, beans beans are a good protein source. Mm, they're a good carb source because there's a lot of carbohydrates in them. Yeah. Um, they're not really – I mean, you will get protein out of beans because obviously there are still you know, a, 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 an amount of protein in them as well. But Yeah, I think for a tin of beans, it's about 15 grams of protein. Yeah, but Something then a tin like of beans are 400 calories. Yeah, 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 and all that fiber so, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and you'll be then on the toilet a lot. Yes. So. Um, scratch the almond milk. I've just checked it, and uh, that was a terrible recommendation for protein. <laughs> I thought so. Freaking <laughs> dreadful. I don't know. I don't know why it's in my list, but it is. Um, yeah. And yeah, for three hundred mils of almond milk. Guess the protein content for three hundred mils of almond milk. One point five grams. One point three. Wow, and I and I swear to God, I haven't even looked up. Uh, <laughs> it I is sad how you can do that. Like I could do that with most things. I could tell you the protein content and the calorie content of most. You <laughs> just not almond milk, and that's all <laughs> I use for my prep as well. Like I use that for everything because it was so creamy and tasted so good. Um, yeah. 
They, it's the thing is, I think it's like 2% almonds and the rest of water, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Almond, pretty much. Yeah. So that's why. But anyway, I mean, it's, I mean, on the almond uh, conversation, it's the same thing like peanut butter. Oh, yeah, peanut butter. You, you Men's health. Oh, yeah, peanut butter, really good protein source. No, it's a really good fat source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a protein source, man. It's like, Jesus. Although I say that, I've been having every night fruit toast with either P28, I think, is the brand, or Dr. Zach's peanut butter. And I've been having quite a lot of it, to be fair, like 50 grams of peanut butter, which is easily a good 300 calories, mind you. But I've been getting 20 grams of protein out of that. So that's not too bad. But it's a lot of calories to obviously come with it. So Yeah, yeah. So I think this is like, we. I'm sure we talked about this, but um obviously like if you have if this is the first episode you've listened to of ours then you, this will be kind of new to you but um my point has completely escaped me um dieting brain my point has completely escaped me i was trying to i was trying to look up a question that was related to peanut butter along with trying to think of this point <laughs> and thinking about what you were saying and it's just completely it'll come back to me don't worry uh, sure come back to it so anyway we've just just I've come back from the digression so let's go back to obviously protein being uh, really satiating um and obviously keeping you fuller for longer so uh, another reason why it will obviously help weight loss is the fact that it has a higher thermic effect of feeding what does that mean that sounds like crazy mad science terms so why don't you tell me <laughs> bounce the question back uh, <laughs> so <laughs> when when you process food, so when your body processes food, um, it requires a certain amount of energy to process that food. So whether it be the kind of the digestion in the stomach or whether it be passing it through the intestines, this requires a certain amount. Um, don't ask me these exact amounts, whether you know off the top of your head for the different macronutrients, a rough yeah. percentage. Uh, obviously, I think there isn't... A, obviously it's not definitive in terms of sort of most most people quote ranges so i think proteins like 20 percent ish um of the calories you're ingesting is used to actually um obviously process and digest it i think uh carbs is about five to ten i think and then fats is the lowest is about five percent right okay so um so obviously out of the three so you know, it's, it's a reasonable difference, especially if you think, well, if you're consuming predominantly your diet from fats, and this, this is another argument against keto, really. Um, if you're eating a, a huge proportion of calories from fats, then you, you're kind of that net calorie that you're using is going to be a lot higher for fats because it only uses 5% for digestion, whereas protein, it uses 20. Yeah. So straight away, you think for every 100 calories, well, you're going to have 80 left over after digestion for protein, but you're going to have 95 left over for fats, uh, you know, crude numbers. But I mean, that's quite a, quite a, that can be quite a, a a fundamental point that might add up over yeah, you know, of course. diet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, say say twenty percent then arbitrary number, whatever. Um, you have a hundred calories worth of protein, then twenty of those calories um, are used by digesting that protein. So, um, just from that alone, by eating more protein, you're utilizing more calories to, it's like, have you ever heard the saying, oh, eat celery because it takes more calories to chew it than... Oh, yeah, you're like it, a negative calorie food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like looking at things a little bit like that, but actual science, because um, I don't know if that's true or not with the whole celery. Thing. I don't think it is. No. I've, I've looked that up before, I think. I don't think it is. I mean, celery is mostly like, water, how, how, isn't it? But let's face it. Yeah. I mean, even if a stick of celery is like five calories, like how many calories can you burn actually chewing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're a really heavy chewer. Jaws. So, yeah, so but basically by eating a lot of protein, you're going to burn more calories by digesting that protein. And then if that protein keeps you slightly fuller than other foods as well, uh, then that's, you know, that's an added bonus. So if you're going to feel fuller by eating a certain food and that, food takes more calories to digest surely that's just like win 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 yeah yeah, yeah totally because obviously you could say well i'm eating i'm, I'm fuller so i'm eating less um and also i'm then having a net effect of even less calories because there's more to digest it so yeah, yeah absolutely so amazing. so yeah absolutely amazing so i think i think you touched on the other two already you did mention them but we'll just maybe go into a little tiny bit of detail quickly so and obviously the protein is known to preserve muscle mass so lean lean body tissue or lean body mass which ed why would that be important when you're dieting well let's face it 
anybody, guys, girls, we go to the gym, we do weights, we try and gain muscle. Uh, why on earth would we want to undo all that hard work and all those hours spent underneath the bar um, just because we're trying to lose a bit of body fat around it? Like, So when you diet, you need more protein than when you're actually trying to gain muscle, which sounds a bit odd. Um, but yeah, uh, you need about 10%-ish more. 10 to 20 percent more um, yeah I don't, I, to be honest i don't know what research says but i mean i'm definitely with you in that i tend to certainly air on the higher i mean I, I suppose like the protein requirements in the research uh are a range and you tend to just stick at the higher end of the range when you're dieting compared to when you're not i suppose yeah 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 so i mean i wouldn't worry that too much about that unless you know if you're having four to five protein servings a day so three or four meals and maybe a protein shake before bed um then you're probably going to be pretty much on it, whether you're trying to gain muscle and bulking or whether you're trying to diet and gain muscle. Um, but yeah, basically if you're dieting and you, you have a little bit of muscle mass that you want to preserve, then I would maybe slightly increase your protein intake just to try and preserve that muscle. Um, cause like I say, you know, you don't want, what's the point in losing your hard work because let's face it, we've never got as much muscle as we think we have when we come to dieting. Um, I think literally, I think all of us on the podcast can, uh, uh, I can't think of the word. Yeah, uh, we can we can all say that. And I've got clients the same. <laughs> yeah, you know, we 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 start to lean down, we start to be able to see that muscle, and we go, ah, yeah, I thought I was a bit bigger than that. Um, so why would we want to sacrifice that muscle? You know, what little we do have. Um, yeah, yeah, by yeah. I, I, the but, sake of an extra shake. Uh, and even people that don't go to the gym or don't lift weights or aren't necessarily trying to build muscle, if they're trying to lose weight, you don't want to just end up kind of just getting a smaller version of yourself necessarily because you know like it kind of just reaffirms your point around like how much muscle mass you really hold you only end up being disappointed because you think you just look like and you know i said in the last podcast but like mike harrison would say like a sock full of custard yeah you know yeah, like yeah. you just look saggy and there else you you want some muscle definition and tone to make yourself look good that's the that's the the body that people want when they say they're dieting and they want to lose weight they're not yeah. saying they just want to look like a skinny rake the majority of people anyway <laughs> yeah yeah and i was about literally just about to say to like people who say oh i just want to tone so you might be listening thinking oh well i don't want to have massive muscles when i get leaner but i want to look toned well i can guarantee you you do not have massive muscles when you get leaner so um yeah you want to go for that tone look you increase your protein intake and uh, try and preserve what muscle you do have because i can you know, both of us have been very lean and we can both attest to the fact that we no, do not have as much muscle as we thought we did. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I got described by you boys as who's that skinny pale kid. I think is what you said. I was like, oh, okay. I thought, I thought I was quite shredded and looked quite you know, muscular, but obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that, but it's still funny. Yeah, <laughs> I've still got it on WhatsApp. I've still got it on WhatsApp. I've got the uh, the evidence, so you definitely just said. <laughs> yeah, I'll maybe share it um in the group one day or something. <laughs> um, yeah, and I suppose that leads on nicely to the, the the kind of the final point about the fact that obviously the protein will help you repair and grow. Um, in terms of obviously repair and damage done through exercise, and hopefully cause adaptations to grow into stronger muscles and bigger muscles, which we kind of just covered really. Yeah, so, I um, I just kind of just, a little, just... little point on that though. People say, "Oh, can you gain muscle?" Like, a lot of people want to. Like, this is the biggest thing that anybody, especially guys, will ever say. I want to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. Now, this is very hard to do because your body's recovery capabilities are slightly damaged when you're dieting. I say damaged, like they're just lessened. So, if you want to lose weight and build muscle, you have to have a higher protein intake to be able to do that. You have to. Uh, that's it. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, I guess that the the one of the points we we haven't really talked about in terms of like, okay, so uh, a decent protein serving is X amount and Y, I guess. So, um, you did say like a chicken breast, you know, like you would consider as protein, serving, which obviously it is. So, a, a chicken breast might contain so what twenty five, thirty grams of protein. Yeah. <laughs> There was a phase actually where supermarket chicken breasts—it was probably a year or so ago now—they were terrible. They were like 120 grams, which is about 22 grams of protein. So we're not talking these tiny little things that look like little chicken fillets that people have in places on their 
bodies um we're talking you know <laughs> um, those, uh, we're talking you know a good a good you know something that would fit in your palm quite nicely if you were to weigh it it'd be over 150 grams um yeah i had a crazy chicken breast it was from a supermarket as well not the butchers and it was nearly 300 grams um which is wow. like 40 grams of protein <laughs> um, the, the arnie chicken breast yeah yeah it was massive because normally supermarket ones are around about the 180 mark um, to yeah. 200 if you're lucky. So, I mean, that's kind of where you want to be looking because that gives you a solid like 30, 35 grams of protein for like a 200 gram breast. Um, and that is that is going to be enough to spike a thing called muscle protein synthesis and also the leucine threshold, which is all very sciencey and you don't really need to know too much about it. But what you do need to know is you ideally want to be having about 30 grams of protein in a serving to help the kind of the rebuilding and the the growth process of muscles um and that needs to happen every three to five hours really uh to be optimal just 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 on that just the reason these i thought it's worth just highlighting that so like you you said exactly or exactly kind of the the one side of it the growth part of it or the you know like the, the positive aspect there is obviously so basically what happens is your body turns over protein all day so it kind of breaks protein down and then rebuilds so that like for us wanting to grow muscle, just for the, for the listeners, obviously what we're trying to do is have a positive um, outcome to that almost equation, i.e. having more muscle protein synthesis than we do muscle protein breakdown. So therefore we are then accumulating more muscle fibers. Um, so yeah, and, and I guess that's obviously what eating you know, protein does. It then it, it stimulates that muscle protein synthesis on one side and obviously then hopefully have that that end effect of, of growing some muscle or, or at least retaining what we've got yeah exactly yeah which is super duper important when it comes to dieting so yeah um and again if you're wanting to gain weight gain muscle then that's another thing you need to consider uh, and that's probably the biggest thing you need to consider if you want to grow muscle is having those servings so i mean it's, it's really easy to do like you wake up you have breakfast that's one serving lunch another serving late afternoon another serving evening another serving before bed another serving like easy yeah. um you can do yeah. it yeah it's, pro- it's it's probably it's probably sorry mate i'll just say it's probably worth just just putting it out there in that um well actually no let me ask you let me ask you the question obviously you can then decide what obviously or whatever you want to give to the to the audience but would you say that um the amount of protein you've eaten is really going to be hugely different or, or hugely uh, less important than obviously when you eat it or vice versa explain so sorry yeah maybe i obviously really <laughs> poorly asked that question so basically what i'm saying is how how important do you think it is to spread spread your protein servings up over the day like you just described or is it more important to worry about how much you're eating <laughs> right. so you asked a question and only included about a third of the actual question there we go like I, I i i'm not too bad at riddles but i mean that was next level uh <laughs> So, okay so do i think it's more important to split the servings throughout the day or just have a total yeah you know, and yeah so I think man, this... the, re- the, re- the reason i ask it is just because obviously you said about how easy it is to split it up and i suppose for the listeners yeah it might be really easy but is it really that important so it's just it's worth just kind of what should they be focusing on okay so say you had a protein target for the day of 180 grams that's a fairly normal target that i would set somebody brett would set somebody you know for most people maybe women maybe slightly lower like 150 um but uh this isn't like grams of meat this is grams of actual protein within the meat if you were to track your calories um so if you were wanting optimal results you were wanting that extra maybe even up to like 10 percent then splitting your protein up into servings of around 35 grams um over throughout the day would would reap better benefits and better rewards but we're talking maybe up to 10 percent we're not talking if you want gains that need you need to be splitting it up if you just ate your your target in three meals say or even one meal like that is not the end of the world your body can deal with that you know you have stores to 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 store protein essentially uh and you have mechanisms and like you say you know this process is happening throughout the day so it's not like it's not going to happen if there's no protein just been ingested 
it's still going to be happening and we just use uh, nitrogen stores and things like that. Um, so if you were to, if you know, if you had one of those jobs where you have set times where, you know, you, you only have a lunch break for half an hour and that's it for, for a 10 hour shift, say, um, then, you know, if, if you ate a chunk of protein, then chunk of protein for your breakfast and then you had some when you came home um, at the end of the day, like that's not the end of the world. Like you're still going to make fantastic progress. Um, but if you want that optimal, that extra few percent then splitting it up is gonna is gonna help that extra few percent yeah yeah no no i agree yeah i mean i don't, I don't know if 10 percent might be a bit on the the high end in terms of what yeah, it's yeah, gonna make yeah. but certainly i don't know what you're trying to say it's obviously yeah it's gonna make it yeah. i suppose if, if you're if you're wanting the most then you, you'll do it because it make it might make that extra bit of difference mm-hmm. but certainly not anything to worry about i don't think because obviously if, if you can't do it or it's just not doesn't help you adhere to your diet and it's not really kind of your preference then stick to you know one two three whatever does suit your preference but the overall the main uh key thing is actually just that actual intake over the day rather than when yeah yeah and when we're talking like optimal muscle gain here we're not talking general health we're not talking if you're listening to this thinking right okay well i'm going to up my protein intake because it's going to help me keep a bit fuller and hopefully um, I can I can reap the, the, the benefits of the, the thermic effect of feeding like we mentioned. So if you're kind of listening, thinking that and, you know, you might go to the gym a couple of times a week or you might just go to like a spin class or that sort of thing. Or, you know, you might not even do any exercise. You might just be wanting to focus on your nutrition. Then I wouldn't worry about having five protein servings throughout the day um, because it's not going to benefit you in any shape or form. Um, whereas unless it can help you adhere to your diet of course and by having smaller meals or what have you um but if you're wanting muscle gain and you're quite serious about it then it potentially is something you could think about um to to help absolutely agree cool um have we given enough examples of some high protein foods or have you got any there you want to rattle through we've kind of probably given enough haven't we uh, I, I mean i can whiz through a good old list and if you write this down then you can have to just give me two seconds. Maybe like sing a song whilst I'm just getting this up. Well, I could just reel something off the top of my head if you want. You can do. Whey protein. Chicken. We should have a game of back and forth. Okay. One each. Yeah. You've got a list now. Though. I've, got a, I've got a list. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, carry on. I'll see how long I can last. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Low-fat cottage cheese. Okay. Fat-free Greek yogurt. Oh, that was actually the next one on my list. Uh, low-fat yogurt, just normal yogurt. Oh, I don't know if that counts, does it? Okay. All right, okay, we'll let it go. Okay, okay. Let it go. Okay, uh, high-protein yogurts like the Arla or Skier yogurts. Quark, the Arla is, isn't it, I think? It's cheese, but um, as you should know, working in a cheese shop. Um, but okay, yeah, all right, we'll let you have that. Uh, chicken breast, didn't say it. Protein water. Oh, all right, okay. Is that food? Um, water tis now you can oh, chew water can't you I'll take it <laughs> well, <laughs> um, alright the uh, thin skinning tilapia nice uh, keeping on the liquid form of food um, ready made protein drinks like the grenade ones or USN yeah, yeah, do yeah. them uh, there's loads yeah 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 yeah. I had a big fat chunky power bar one today 50 grams of protein wow. lovely um, okay uh Tinned tuna for my man Paul Cocker. Uh, bacon medallions because they're lower in fat and delicious. Okay, sirloin steak. Turkey bacon for the American listeners. Yeah, okay. Uh, even though I slated it, eggs. Nice. Um, I know you said whey protein powder, but whey protein powder in cooking things like pancakes and stuff like that. That could be a good alternative instead of just a shake. Protein pancakes, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, proats then. I'm going to take proats. So adding protein powder to oats, just yeah. for anybody who's not in with the fitness lingo. Um, turkey mints. <laughs> turkey mints, ridiculously okay. low in fat. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, going to, I'm going to say skim milk. Skim milk counts high protein. It's probably as many carbs mm. as there is protein. but Yeah, probably. Uh, whitefish. I said tilapia, does that count as well? Oh, 
okay, you're going for individual fishes. Well, I probably shouldn't have done. I should probably should have just said white fish. <laughs> okay. No, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> um, right, okay, I think we've given loads. There's loads there. You said tofu as well, didn't you? Low-fat burgers, venison steaks and burgers. Um, these are all kind of like diety types. Um, a lot of exotic meats are really generally pretty good. A lot of exotic meats are quite lean, aren't they, in low, really low calories. So like you say, venison and kangaroo, ostrich, yeah. crocodile. Yeah, if you want to get exotic. Um, yeah, 5% mince, right. beef mince. Um... Cool. Well, let's yeah. move on. Yeah, we're, let's do it. We've, we've done that to death, I think. Um, so lastly, maybe let's talk about some things to look out for. So um, lots of foods nowadays, very popular, very marketable to be saying, this is high protein this, and this is high protein that, because... I think a lot of people do realise, or certainly a lot of uh, population now realising the benefits of having higher protein foods, which is why, obviously, again, you know, kind of done part of the, the episode or podcast on it. But as always, you get companies trying to then take advantage of that and basically try and sell you stuff which are marketed as one thing, but not necessarily really true. So I've got a few examples um, to go through, um, just look out for. So. Um, should I start? Should I just wrap yeah, up go for it, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's protein cereals. So you'll often see things like high protein Weetabix, which is annoying because it's literally one gram of protein more than the the non high protein version. Um, but it's about flipping quid more to to buy it. So that's obviously uh, irritating. But one example I want to give out was the Shreddies. So I actually went through and did some maths on it because you know, as I said before, I love a good good calculation. Um, so a 45 gram recommended serving of the Shreddies Max high protein crunch or something I think it's called um, provides you with 10 grams of protein. Is that which, just Shreddies or is that? So no. So very well pointed out in that that also included 125 mils of semi skim milk. So Ed. How many how many grams of protein is in 125 mils of semi skim milk? Around about eight, seven to eight grams, maybe six to seven. Something grams. about that, yeah, six yeah. seven grams, something like that. So, quick math calculation. So that would probably leave three or four grams ish of something of protein in the shreddies. Now, I don't think you can really market that, in my opinion, as a high protein food. It's because of, they can say it's high protein because it's over a certain percentage of the total volume of the food yeah. in protein. That's that's what it is, isn't it? Absolutely. And that pisses me off because it's not fair for the people that have don't read labels or maybe don't understand or maybe just don't haven't taken enough care in in uh, all right, that's, that's that's really sound really harsh. So care in their education, that's not what I meant. But in terms of kind of obviously t- you know, kind of going through and learning what's in foods They've just seen high protein. Think that's actually yeah. I know protein's good for me. I really want to make the effort here and try and improve my health. I'll buy that. That seems like a really good alternative because I like cereal. And actually, they're then being, um, in my opinion, kind of misled. Yeah, massively. Yeah. So, so we. I don't do actually. I don't know if we even talked about this actually just now. But so an actual decent amount in a protein. So we said a chicken breast. So I guess those. could have worked out probably we're, we're kind of saying sort of many sort of 20 to 40 grams is usually a good serving of protein and enough to hit that kind of max uh, muscle protein symptoms synthesis easy for me to say that we talked about earlier so i worked out that well to do that from shreddies you'd need to eat 726 calories worth so nearly well three bowls that's crazy yeah i mean yeah. three bowls of cereal is really easy but not when you're trying to diet that's <laughs> not ideal <laughs> no it's not and i think that's the problem is like well actually to get a recommended serving you've got to then consume a high amount of calories which is completely counterintuitive to what you're trying to do when you're dieting exactly so they're not great foods to choose i mean it might be a great food to choose when you're bulking because obviously you know easy to get some calories down you but um if you're trying to diet yeah it's probably not a great great idea so um another one so let's go to the next example eat natural protein packed bars another 45 gram bar bar has 10.2 grams of protein now again i don't really think you can call that protein packed given that you would then have to almost eat three bars to try and get what we'd consider a decent serving of protein so that's nearly 700 calories again so it's just ridiculous and then you look at like a chicken breast 200 grams of a chicken breast like what's that like 250 calories for 
for like 35 40 grams of protein so uh, okay i appreciate it's not as um easy to transport you know it's, it's not as convenient you can't really walk around uh with a chicken well, i suppose you could walk around with a chicken breast in the tupperware tub and just pull it out when you want to eat I, it but, you know, I, here we go here comes a story I'm, so <laughs> She 100% definitely does not listen to this podcast because she's far too busy. But um, my like, one of my friends, Dr. Hill, uh, we met up, uh, had a gym session, and then we were going for coffee after the gym. And uh, I full on just had a chicken. <laughs> I didn't have any whey. I didn't have any bars. But I wanted to, to just eat some protein basically after the gym. And uh, so I had a chicken breast in it. <laughs> in a box and I walked to the coffee shop munching on a chicken breast like a chocolate bar. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I said that you wouldn't, but Edward. So, yeah. so that wasn't even when I was no, dieting. That was when I was balking as well. That was this year. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. You could have just got some takeaway mate from somewhere. Surely then. I was, was, was going to say, always the bro. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a couple more examples. So like Yorkie pro, which I've just found out is the new a new Yorkie protein bar. Again, only ten point five grams of protein per bar, two hundred eighteen calories. So again, not really what I consider a protein serving. So I think that's I get, actually less calories than a normal Yorkie bar because I think Yorkies are about two hundred fifty calories. Oh, really? so that could actually be a good if they taste like a normal Yorkie. Then it could be a good good alternative, providing the cost yeah. isn't ridiculously I mean, high. Um, yeah in all honesty i'm not i'm not even necessarily suggesting that these aren't good alternatives i suppose it's more my point more around is the fact that they're marketed as high protein foods when in reality they're not really what you can call high protein sources because they don't really give you enough protein in a serving to to do what you kind of need it to do yeah so exactly so yeah i mean i I wouldn't disagree you know if it's lower calorie and got a bit more protein in it then it's probably a good alternative. I suppose the main thing really, actually, my biggest point in thinking about it is probably more the cost, that if they are the same price as its non-protein variant, then you probably can't really argue with anything. The fact that they charge so much more money for these types of products because they're marketed as special or health halo foods, yeah. then, yeah, that's probably my biggest point. It's just, yeah. you know, these yeah. just cost so much more. Like the wheat is a prime example. It's like a quid more a box. Look at, uh, yeah, look at uh, like a legit protein bar. So, whatever you know any protein bar they're between two pound and three pounds normally uh depending yeah. on where you're buying them from whereas a normal chocolate bar you can buy two bars for a quid individually or you could buy a pack of four for a quid um yeah so obviously the cost is never going to be the same um yeah yeah sure so cool well i think i got anything else to add on protein and dieting or well, i think we kind of covered it um, no, I think we covered it. I had a few questions from one of some, some of my clients that are slightly protein related. If you wanted to go onto them or you... yes, let's do it. Yeah, no, let's do it. We've got, we've got five minutes, shall we? Um, and rattle through yes. some, some questions. Are you going to ask me? Yeah. Cause otherwise okay. I just answered them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was hoping there'd be a few more of us on the call tonight, but, uh, baby duties, family duties and, I don't know what the hell Matt's doing. Um, yeah, the, the rest of the boys couldn't be on. But... I think he's, he's negotiating Brexit. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> fixing the country. Uh, so Rachel Rind, uh, one of my fabulous uh, accountability group clients, uh, she says, uh, low-calorie alternatives to crunchy peanut butter. This is the biggest thing I miss, raw carrot and a pot of crunchy peanut butter. And then those love heart eye emoji things. Um, okay. Yeah. So she wants low calorie crunchy peanut butter alternatives. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would suggest checking out something like PB Fit or PB2. I think there's another brand. There's a few around now. Um, but PB Fit's my go to, my preference. Can buy an Asda. Um, I think it's an American brand by Better Body Foods, which. We don't really get a lot here, but you can buy an ASDA. It's the only place I think I've seen it. It's basically um, powdered peanuts that have had pretty much all of the fat taken out of them. Okay. Um, and you just you just mix it with water um, to the consistency if you want. So you can make a sauce with it, which is awesome over things like protein pancakes or any pancakes, normal pancakes. Um, or you can obviously just not add as much water and you can make it a lot thicker and make it into a paste to spread on like peanut butter. Now, it's not crunchy, 
But I guess there is nothing stopping you buying some peanuts, crushing a few, you know, just a few little tiny peanuts up and putting it in with it. To, so you, overall, you probably have a reduced calorie um, amount because obviously all the fat's gone from the actual peanut butter. And you've still got a little bit of a crunchy peanut butter. So that might be a really good option. This is why I asked you. Plus, <laughs> yeah, plus they, do a, plus they do a chocolate variant, which is actually really nice. I rate them, to be fair. They're not, they, like when you have proper peanut butter side by side with it, you, you would probably tell the taste difference. Yeah. But I think on its own, it's still actually really good. Nice. So what's that called? PB2? P, PB Fit is the one Sorry. I buy. Yeah. PB Fit. Um, like I say, it's, they sell it in Asda. It's quite expensive, but it's probably not actually because it's like five quid a jar. But I guess because you add water to it, you get a lot more uh, mass of yeah. peanut butter than you would do with, with buying out of a jar. So, um, yeah, I rate that. I rate that. It's something like a quarter of the calories, I think, of normal peanut butter. Like a, I think they, they recommend like a serving, I can't remember if it's like 12 grams of the powder mixes into the equivalent of 40 grams of like normal peanut butter. It's like 55, 60 calories or something. Nice. That's cool. That's really so, cool. Yeah, it's good. Um, and she, Rachel always also asks, uh, any peanut butter protein powders which are good? Oh, no, none. I haven't found any. All those, uh, no, none. I don't think any that I've tried. I've tried a couple of peanut cookie from uh, my protein. Don't buy it. Um, yeah, I can't think of any. I'm sure there probably are some, but I don't yeah. Know. So if if anybody knows, then get in touch. No nonsense nutrition yeah. on Facebook or Instagram. Get in touch. Um, Please I, do. Yeah, I, I'm I'm chocolate or what have I had protein wise? I, I I just like chocolate protein. I, I just that's what I go for it all the time. Sometimes strawberry, and I've had a coffee one from optimum nutrition which was all right when i was in america but i had a massive tub of it and that's all i had so i got a bit sick of it but um yeah so um so jack jackson asks uh, what is your most impressive transformation um i think kind of as a side note on this i suppose impressive transformations can mean different things to different people so like mm-hmm. an instagram impressive transformation could be like losing like sophie kelly who we had on the podcast who lost like a crazy amount of weight um how much was it again uh seven stone i think something yeah. like that so like that isn't crazy impressive um but and then to somebody else losing five or six pounds could be crazy impressive because they've yeah. tried for so long to lose weight and not yeah yeah sure so, yeah sure yeah no no and to be honest i would probably go along those sort of lines so like I'm trying to think of like a, a specific person or that's been like the most impressive because like no, without buying my own trumpet, like most of the people I've worked with have, have pretty much all achieved what they want to achieve there or thereabouts in terms of, you know, a good amount of weight loss. Um, so it's hard really to pick someone out. But I guess a lot, like just, just more like a generic thing, I guess, is like the, the for me, the most impressive transformations are generally the people that used, like, I guess, come to you with issues with food, um, issues with their, you know, their kind of like, uh, I suppose body perception and actually you know they think that losing weight is the thing that's going to actually change them make them better but inevitably it never ends up being that way it always ends up being actually the process and the education everything else when they get to their actual kind of goal weight or goal physique that's not what suddenly made them better what's made them better is the fact that they've gone through this process and education and now all of a sudden they've just got this whole new like acceptance of where they are their body and the fact they know that I can now manage my life you know, so that kind of almost mental transformation, just having this far better relationship with food is far more impressive than like the physical aspect of it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's a very good, very, very good point. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, you know, it's cool. Like, it's cool having abs, right? But if you're, if you're unhappy and you've just got abs, you're still unhappy with abs, you know? <laughs> it's it, like and, being and, unhappy with money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's exactly that. So if you can actually kind of learn to, dare I say how flipping cheesy it sounds, but love yourself along that journey and realize that, you know, you don't have to rely on food necessarily for, for emotional eating. You don't have to kind of do all these things that are, are leading you to have this unhealthy life in the first place. And all of a sudden you've just got this whole new relationship with it. That's just so much more impressive in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had... Um... Uh, a lady in one of my challenges, my four-week challenges, uh, Amy was her name, and she had done like all the Lean and 15 Joe Wick stuff, hadn't lost a thing, uh, paid hundreds of pounds, 
hadn't lost a thing, then kind of went on her own for a bit. Still nothing, nothing was helping her lose her weight. She did one free challenge. This Mary Mines is free four weeks and she lost, she only lost a couple of kilos, I think, uh, which was still great. Um, yeah, in four just, weeks. Yeah, but just yeah. the fact that she saw the scales go down meant more to her than anything. And the fact that she realized that it was calories that were the thing and not the types of food she was eating and not all this stuff and you know she kind of kicked herself for the fact that she spent so much money on other other plans and other things and other food diaries and uh, food plans and stuff like that and mm. you know yeah. that 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 kind of touched me quite a lot but just seeing how happy she was the fact that she you know the penny dropped it clicked and yeah and that was really cool um, yeah sure yeah so but then if you want to talk about like Instagram transformations, uh, first client I ever worked with was my older sister and she dropped 10 kilos in 10 weeks. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, that's so impressive. If, if you want to go with the whole Instagram thing. Um, yeah. Cool. We've done that one. Yeah. Uh, what did you, <laughs> what do you most, what do you guys prefer more dieting with clients or basically do you prefer dieting clients or muscle building clients? definitely dieting clients yeah um because for the same reasons it's like where i say it's easier to diet personally than it is to like bulk personally it's the same with clients like it's easier to a certain extent to get instant feedback with clients when you're um if i haven't worked with that many muscle building clients to be honest only a couple so like my not like my actual experience is a lot more on the on the the weight loss side but once i've had has been a bit like you feel a little bit like you're shooting in the dark because you're hoping they're training well, which is going to probably be the predominant factor of them actually building muscle rather than nutrition. Nutrition's there just probably to support it, really. And they kind of see them getting bigger. You obviously inevitably put on some body weight, scales are going up, and you hope everything's going to the right direction. And you just pray to God almost that when you diet them down, that there's actually extra muscle. <laughs> and, that's what, and honestly, it's what it feels like a bit. So, yeah, definitely for me, weight loss clients, because it just feels a lot safer. I think you, you feel as though there's, it's in your control a lot more um yes. if progress isn't going for whatever reason you know exactly the variables that you need to do to to change them you need to tell mm. them to move more or eat less basically um mm. whereas like you say with muscle building you kind of hope that they're doing a lot of stuff on their own um mm. and i think like I'm, I'm lucky enough to have trained with some pretty knowledgeable people that when it comes to training and that my i feel as though my training is pretty good um and it's not perfect but i'd say it's pretty good and i hope that my clients train the way that i do but then i forget that they haven't had this kind so of experience. You know, learning yeah. yeah 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 so i try and with in my client groups i do try and um do as many training videos try and go through as many exercises as possible and really break it down and explain why we move the weight in certain movements certain tempos certain you know we only got certain points maybe you don't do a bicep curl all the way up to like your shoulder or whatever for certain exercises yeah, yeah. And just to try and teach that but because because that that is just so you 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 hope somebody's training well in the gym and then maybe you go and train with them and then you realize oh shit you know maybe we've wasted six months because you haven't been training at all properly <laughs> yeah yeah and and then you've just basically wasted the next six months trying to diet out the additional fat you put on without any muscle it's yeah. like that's that's the, the that's almost like the ultimate worry for a nutritionist when, you're trying, <laughs> when you've got a muscle gaining client yeah yeah oh. for sure for sure i mean i absolutely love working with muscle gaining clients though because like it's a huge passion like training in the gym and stuff like it is a massive passion so i enjoy imparting my knowledge onto them um but at the same time, though, it's far easier working with dieting clients exactly. just for every reason you've just said. So, cool. cool. Any more questions? Were they? Uh, that was, that was it. Cool. Those two came sure. through. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, let's go back to the fact that a while ago, I ad hocly put out ad hocly, not even a word, but I've just made that. Just decided to put out a competition for <laughs> winning a protein bar or two, um, if people left us reviews, and we've had a few, so I thought we'd just read them out. So just quickly rattle through a couple, if that's all right. So uh, I'm, I genuinely haven't picked any of these, so I'm just going to just randomly pick a couple. So uh, Blue Neela, N-E-L-E-H, I think it's Neela, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, love, really informative. Loving the podcast so far. So informative and great banter. Because she doesn't know banter. <laughs> <laughs> they are just normal people who've been through the same struggles with weight as a lot of us. So refreshing. 
great backup on the information on the, on the NME Facebook page too. So I'm guessing uh, he or she, I'm assuming it's a she, um, or I don't actually say, are in the uh, NME group. So uh, another one from uh, Ritaz Lee. So finally someone that says what the, and there isn't, any rest of the actual title, but on diets and dieting in an honest and truly informative way. I'm a girl, and although I suppose it's more tight to a male audience, I still enjoy listening. Really great advice, and especially the episode on all the different diets and why they don't work is great. Anybody thinking of hanging uh, of hang in their eating regime? I'm not sure quite what that means, but should listen to that episode. Uh, keep up the good work. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, I've got one here um, from a. Sounds a bit of a Bella in experience with you. Uh, his name is Brizzle17. <laughs> and it said, it's my own, so. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. Okay. Call me out. <laughs> Classic. Uh, uh, actually, I'll just, I'll leave, because we're, we're guessing this is Jack, right? Uh, JTJ underscore one. Yeah, who just asked that question, yeah. Yeah. So, it's going to leave a rubbish review just for the free protein bars. Just out, just put it out there. The, re- the competition is not for leaving a shit review. I just said I wouldn't discriminate people that do leave a rubbish review. So please don't go out of your way to do a, a rubbish review just <laughs> thinking you get a protein bar. God's sake. But guys are down to earth and have a passion for helping people, clearing up myths surrounding fitness and nutrition, and even get some special guests in on the odd occasion. Great listen whilst in the gym or outside for that matter. And most important is interactive for a podcast. What do I mean? Ask a question on the Facebook group or directly to the host, and it sometimes makes it onto the podcast, and are covered indirectly by subject of the podcast. So we definitely try and do that. So if anyone has got any uh, content or anything they want us to talk and ramble about, just uh, get in touch. Um, Ed, you'll put all the stuff in the show notes. Yeah. Assume. So uh, the iTunes have been a bit rubbish, really, and they've reduced the amount that I can put into the notes. So I can't put in every single social media platform that we're all on but i just have the the basics covered which is no nonsense nutrition on either facebook or instagram and shoot us a message on there um and if you have a question that you want answering on the podcast if you have a question for one of us you want to get in touch you want to say hi you want to say i listen and i think you're all amazing and and all that you know nice things then uh, do that via no nonsense nutrition on facebook or instagram uh, yeah Cool. And uh, the competition for the protein bar, watch when, let's say, end of October or something, we'll just leave, give a bit more time. End of September. September Too much? All right. What's only a couple of, all right, end of September. End of September, we will randomize somehow and get one lucky individual will win and then we will contact you. So keep on putting some reviews in if you haven't already. Um, And please share with the rest of your network so we can help more people. Sounds good to me. All right. I think we're there, mate. Time to uh, time to get ready for tomorrow now, so I can get up and grind in the morning. Monday morning life. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we're going. Goodbye. Start button. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.